Join the conversation at everydaynovelist.com. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find the host at J.D. Sawyer on Minds.com, or hit him up at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this raucous journey of coping with the creative life. Fueled by your questions, we explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1078. Today we hear from Tim, who asks... How do you sustain a series when ri- how do you sustain a series when writing without any plan to start? I ask because I found the further I get into a project, the harder it always seems to get. But when I make an effort to free myself from the continuity I've created, I find it gets better. Um well, all of my series are pretty heavily continuitized. Um, I seem to be someone who likes writing serials. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, at a very deep brain level, I like the unfolding of a premise or an idea. Mm-hmm. So I tend to chase those down. I do have a new Suave Rob series started. I'm about 30% of the way into the first book. And that's going to be fun because the first Suave Rob series had a particular continuity and a particular sort of arc to it. So this is going to be the first time I pick up a character after the initial arc is over. I was going to say, I, I think um, rather than needing to find a trick to sustain a series, it's like you write what seems to be a complete story and then at the end of it go, oh, shit, there's more to this. Yeah, that's that's frequently my experience. Um in terms of how how to sustain the series, usually by the time I get to the end of the first story or the first um, volume in a series, the rest of what's going to happen is implied. I read it over, I find that there is a natural direction that things should go. And I often see the end. I don't see how I'm going to get there, but I see the end. The Clark Lantham series was originally supposed to be a short story. It escaped. I got to the end of book one, and I'm like... This is a five-volume series. And it's, it's now gonna, ten. It's going to end with a book called Extinction Tango, and that's going to have this storyline. And along the way, I just kept finding more and more adventures for uh, Lantham to have, and I found quite a lot of reasons why I needed those stories, because he and the other characters needed to grow into what was going to happen to them in Extinction Tango. I also have about six story ideas that... I developed to the point of writing a chapter or two and decided that they didn't fit the arc. And so I set them aside. So after the series is done, I may go back and write those as a second sort of Clark Lantham mystery series with a slightly different title. Um, you know, maybe the casebook of Clark Lantham or something like that. The missing, missing, uh, like missing cases that weren't part of the main arc. Yeah, but the main arc is the Sternwood arc, and it's all of the things, not just that happen with the um, Sternwood mystery, but with all the characters that need to grow up to finish solving the Sternwood mystery. Mm-hmm. These other volumes don't have a lot of major character growth in them, but they are nifty little puzzles. Mm. So they might be more centered on uh, side characters than 
than on Lantham himself, kind of like some of the Sherlock Holmes stories were more interested in the puzzle than in Holmes himself. Right. But starting without a plan is usually pretty easy for me, because all I have to do is get to the end of the first volume in the series, whether it's a short story or a novel, and say, what is it that I'm still wanting to hear what what about these characters what about this world do i want to know about and that becomes the end point and then once i've got the end point in my head all i got to do is connect a to b and that's pretty easy at least for me i think it's true that all three of the of the stories with continuous characters are also with a series with continuous characters you started out with one story, either a short story or... All of them started out with a short story that escaped, actually. Mm. Yeah, all of them started out with a short story that escaped. All of them grew into one book, and at the end of the book, or somewhere halfway through finishing the book, you decided that there was more story to this than was going to be. And one and that we discussed in a previous episode with Swal Rob, you only decided to go back and revisit Rob and and mm-hmm. Jeff and other characters after hearing the audiobook yep, and going that's true. I I want more of this. I want more of this audiobook. Yep. So I need more stories to give to this Yeah. Now as far as finding the rest of the story, that was actually pretty easy because at the beginning of volume 1, Rob is a raving narcissist who's um basically alone in the world. And through the course of book one, he's sort of learning to be a good teammate, and he he has a marriage that falls apart, but that has quite a profound impact on him. So by the end of book one, he's grown a little humanity. So all I really had to do was figure out how to follow that growth curve. So obviously, in book two, he's going to learn to be an actual good friend and be less vainglorious after the fashion of the mentor who he wants to emulate. And in book three, he's going to learn to have a family of some sort. And so the family actually comes together at the end of book two. In book two, he puts into practice the self-sacrifice he saw modeled in book one. And then in book three, he's one of two patriarchs of this very strange... Justice League type squad where all his sidekicks except one are 14 and 15 years old. Um, And they have to... It's kind of like the Junior Superheroes. (laughs) It's like the Junior Superheroes League and he's Professor X except he's Professor Double X with a big attitude. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's, that's basically how I do it. I look for what the story implied when I wasn't intending to, you know, what, what's left open. And then I just chart a growth curve. And basically, as long as I can see where that growth curve for either the plot or the characters or the world ends, getting from here to there is not difficult. It's like, if you want to go north, you find the North Star and you just kind of go that direction. And eventually you'll hit the North Pole or somewhere pretty close to it. In this question, we've mostly answered the answered from a perspective of a, of a serial that, of a series that has a continuing story. Yes. You also have one series that is not a continuous story. It's random stories Actually, that Actually, take... there is a continuous story, but we haven't found out yet because I haven't written it. Damn you. But um, it appears completely episodic at this point. And, and this is kind of like a, a Twilight Zone type. Yes. The Lombard An- Alchemist It's tales. an anthology that takes place in one place. 
Mm-hmm. It's tied or, to a pawn shop that's owned by a demon-possessed cat. Right. If that sounds crazy to you, try reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually my, one of my favorite series of short stories. But in this one, when you have a crazy idea that is like crazy short story ideas, yep. like, I'm going to put that at the pawn shop. Yeah, basically if I get a sort of uh, monkey's paw type story idea, mm-hmm. it goes into this series. I generally get those ideas when I'm watching a lot of The Twilight Zone or reading a lot of stories like that. Yeah, or talking why, to me. Which is why they're, yeah, and I don't talk to you anymore, which is why I haven't written any more stories than that, because you're just <laughs> not worth my time. Uh, <laughs> but I haven't been reading a lot of Southern Gothic horror lately, which is why I haven't, uh, for the last few years, which is why I haven't written any more in that series. But eventually I'm sure there'll be Volumes 2 and Volumes 3, because um, I do have five or six stories outlined that... I'll sit and get to at some point. I actually wrote half of one last year sometime mm. called Queen of the Darned about an in- a set of enchanted knitting needles that let the uh, knitter control the wills of the people who wear the clothing she repairs. I want those needles. <laughs> I want those needles so bad. So anyway, that gives you some kind of idea of how my mind works. But yeah, for a purely episodic series like a Dirk Pitt series or a Jack Reacher series or that kind of thing, you don't really need to worry about the progression of the series. You just need the Lester Dent formula. Uh, The Lester Dent formula for Doc Savage was you need a new method of murder, a new motive for the killer, and a new exotic treasure. And then you just go from there. And by new, he didn't mean nobody's thought of it before. He meant he hadn't used it so far in the series. Mm-hmm. And that's the Lester Dent pulp formula is basically an idea. The first four steps are basically an idea generating formula for doing completely episodic installments in series with recurring characters. And uh, that's how you do it. So there you go. Thank you for the question. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023 J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2023 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.